The Kings get ready to take on the Wild, looking to build off their win over the Panthers. We react to the Matthew Kachuk incident and update you on a roster move by the Kings. Also, we'll tell you about something that was old but is now new again. We'll explain on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. At last check, we were at 831 subscribers uh, on our way to our goal of 900 by the end of November. Thank you to all who have subscribed and are supporting the YouTube channel and the podcast as well. And if you can, uh, please recommend the show to your fellow Kings fans. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings, I have worked in sports media for almost 30 years. The past 20-plus years have been at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the last 16 years. And, of course, a very passionate LA Kings fan for over 30 years. The LA Kings are back in action tonight on home ice as they take on the Minnesota Wild. LA checks in with a record of 7-6-1, and coming off a nice 5-4 win over the Florida Panthers this past Saturday. Uh, in that win, the Kings scored three goals in the second period, two more in the third to get that one goal victory victory over the reigning President's Trophy winners, the Florida Panthers, who had the best record in the NHL during the regular season last year. Gabe Velarde scored the game winner in the third period, uh, his team leading ninth goal of the season. Andre Kopitar, Trevor Moore, and Victor Arvidsson each had two points, and Jonathan Quick allowed four goals on 38 shots in getting the victory. We'll have more on Jonathan Quick's night in a second, but a pretty solid win by the LA Kings. Not perfect, but solid uh, as the team continues to trend slowly uh, in the right direction. But of course, that needs to continue uh, with another solid performance tonight against the Minnesota Wild. So the biggest news coming out of that game against the Panthers was the controversy uh, involving old rival Matthew Kachuk. Of course, he had several run-ins with uh, Kings defenseman Drew Doughty over the past few meetings when he was in Calgary with the Flames. And the bad blood continued with uh, this past uh, game against the uh, Florida Panthers, his new team, where he signed a a big contract with them over the offseason after being traded over uh, from Calgary when he told the Flames he was not going to sign long-term with them. Uh, So it kind of started in the second period. If you you didn't see the game, uh, Kachuk had a Panthers goal disallowed when he accidentally uh, elbowed Jonathan Quick in the head right before uh, a shot went into the net. Um, if you don't know Matthew Kuchuk, uh, it's that's a pretty standard move for him. And and frankly, it is a, an effective strategy for him. He goes hard to the net. He gets into a goalie. He will bump and make contact. A lot of times uh, it doesn't look like it's much, uh, but it absolutely is uh, b- by design and with a purpose. And, uh, you know, he will distract the goalie make a little contact here and there, um, you know, get ready to get a rebound, screen, a goalie, things like that. He goes to the uh, dirty area, as they like to say, in hockey. And it's one of the things that makes him a very good player. But there are times when he will do things that will be very subtle, but they absolutely are intentional and have a purpose. Uh, That was the case uh, with this one, where he did bump uh, Jonathan Quick in the face with his uh, elbow, shoulder area, arm, upper arm, 
Um, and the correct call was made that he did make contact with Quick, keeping him from playing his position. That's goalie interference. And so that big goal was disallowed in what obviously was a one-goal victory for the Kings. So that was kind of typical Matthew Kachuk. I don't know that anyone who knows who he is and what he's about were surprised in any way um, by what he did uh, on that one. And as a matter of fact, let's be honest, if you're a Panthers fan, uh, you have no problem with, with with him doing what he did in that particular incident, again, where he's you know, he's bumping a goaltender, but there's nothing really over the line or dirty about it. It's a penalty or it's a disallowed goal. By the way, there was no penalty called. They called it a kind of incidental contact. So, but that's one of the things he does and he does it very well. And it's one of the things that makes him a great player. So, but that was kind of um, just a taste of, of Matthew Kachuk uh, in the game. Later on in the game, final seconds, uh, the Panthers have pulled their goalie for the extra attacker, down a goal. They're trying to tie it up. And Kachuk, again, is in front of the net where he should be, where he's effective, and where he thinks he can help his team win a game and get a goal and tie it up. Uh, but after the play was over, Jonathan Quick had covered the puck, whistle had blown. Uh, Matthew Kachuk has his the blade of his stick near Jonathan Quick's face, and he very subtly rolled over his wrist, uh, moving the, the end of the blade of his stick pointing towards Quick, and again, very slowly and subtly, moved it into Quick's eye area. And it went through the eye hole and made contact with the eye area of Jonathan Quick, if not the eye. He goes down, covering his face. Um, a you know, and, and it was at the time, you had to see the replay to know what had happened because, again, it was, it was after the whistle and it was very subtle, um, but it was also very intentional. Um, Kachuk uh, would then get a, a, a game misconduct. He was called for goalie interference. The Kings players did react to it after there was a scrum. Jonathan Quick got involved as well, kind of after the fact. And the game ended, and uh, you know the, the two teams went on their way, I guess, so to speak. So uh, the NHL, though, handing down discipline to Matthew Kachuk for what he did, um, and uh, he gets a two-game suspension uh, for the incident with Jonathan Quick. That was the Department of Player Safety who basically admitted that he did in, do something intentionally um, and that they did say that if it was a more forceful uh, act, that it would have drawn more than just a two-game suspension. But again, the Department of Player Safety in the NHL has completely dropped the ball, as they have done multiple times. If you pay any attention to the discipline that they hand out, it is almost always very much on the light side, and it's also very reactionary if a player is injured or not. Now, fortunately, Jonathan Quick was not injured on the play, but that's clearly a very dangerous play. It's certainly not any kind of a hockey play, which you could argue, you know, was what Matthew Kachuk did earlier in the game where he's, you know, he's in front of the net and, and there was kind of some incidental contact. That's that's kind of part of the game, right? You go to the net, you if you can bump a goalie a little bit, get him off his game or distract him, that's kind of just part of, of the game that we all kind of accept and are okay with. Uh, you know, moving your stick intentionally where it's pointing towards someone's eye and it goes into the eye hole of the goalie. That's obviously not anything that is acceptable. And and uh, it was clearly intentional and it was dangerous. And thank goodness that Jonathan Quick wasn't seriously injured. Look, anytime you get, you know, a stick in someone's eye, you don't know what is going to result from that. I mean, you could get uh, you know, a scratched cornea or a detached retina. Uh, and again, I know it wasn't, as the NHL said, I do agree, it wasn't the most forceful thing in the world. It was subtle, but you're still sticking your the end of your stick into someone's eye. And, and that is incredibly dangerous. So um, 
Matthew Kachuk also, by the way, is a repeat offender, which is a term that the NHL Department of Player Safety likes to use when they hand down um, multiple games. Um, but, you know, this was the third suspension of Matthew Kachuk's career. He's also been fined by the Department of Player Safety. And usually, again, that's repeat offender status. And that comes with more than just a game or two, which is kind of standard for the for the NHL. And uh, it's, it's just not enough um, because not only are you – as the Department of Player Safety, not only are you punishing someone for doing something dirty and dangerous, it's also supposed to be something that makes that player think about not doing it the next time. It's supposed to be something that prevents them in the future from doing something like this. There's no there's no way whatsoever that Matthew Kachuk has been deterred from doing something like this in the future by getting a two-game suspension. Two-game suspension is nothing. You have to make the the suspension have some teeth to it. You have to make a player say, you know what, that that was. I mean, you would hope Matthew Kuchuk would have a conscience and say, man, I shouldn't have done that. But I don't, I don't believe he 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 has that for a second. To be honest with you, um, and but you have to want to make a player say, you know what, damn, that wasn't worth it. I'm out ten games. I'm a very important player for my team. Um, I, I'm not going to do that again, or I'm going to think twice about doing something like that again. Uh, two games is not does not do that. Uh, I, I think it should have been a minimum of five games for a first-time offender. Since he's a multiple offender, I think it should have been absolutely 10 games. Of course, if he had caused an injury, uh, I'm sure it would have been more than two. But for me, it should have been 10. And if he causes an injury, it should have been 20. But that is what uh, the NHL Department of Player Safety doesn't do. Um, they don't do uh, anything that is going to send a message, not only to the player who commits a dirty, unnecessary play like this, uh, but to send a message to the rest of the league, uh, players, you know, they're on social media. They see things. If you see a player do something like that, look, most players in the NHL, they see something like that and they're like, what a jerk. Um, and, and I don't think players have respect for somebody like that. But, you know, they, if you see somebody get a 10 game suspension for something like that, I, I feel like players across the league would be like, well, first of all, they probably wouldn't do it anyway. But the ones that might do it might say, you know what, that's not worth it. And Matthew Kuchuk is a very important player for his team. He misses 10 games or more. That hurts his team. And by the way, I think if you're the team whose player does that, you're like, hey, man, we're paying you a lot of money to be on the ice. You need to not do that. So anyway, bottom line, thank goodness Jonathan Quick is okay. Um, but it was a dangerous, dirty play by Matthew Kuchuk. Am I shocked that he would do something like this? No. Um, but am I also disappointed in the NHL at the at the punishment handed down? Because again, I could absolutely see him doing something like this again. Absolutely. Um, just uh, again, another mistake by the NHL Department of Player Safety. And it's not, unfortunately, it's not a surprise because they do this a lot. Now, if you've watched the show since I've taken over, I did say in the offseason that there was a part of me that was disappointed that Matthew Kachuk got traded to the Florida Panthers because he is a guy I love to hate, and I'm not alone. There's a lot of other fans across the NHL that love to hate this guy as well. And I said at the time, and I, I will reiterate it, that villains in sports can be a good thing. Now, you don't want somebody to do something so blatantly dirty that they're going to injure someone or maybe, uh, who knows, end their career. I mean, we're talking about an eye for a goalie. That's pretty important. You know, if he had done something... Very seriously, I mean, who knows? That could have ended Jonathan Quick's career. I know that seems like, uh, you know, hyperbole or whatever, but it really isn't. Um, it was a very dangerous act, and it could have had um, really awful consequences. Thankfully, it didn't. But again, I will say this. Thankfully, it didn't. But Matthew Kuchuk is still a guy I love to hate. And 
it does make things more interesting. Um, the Florida Panthers are going to play the LA Kings one more time this season. Uh, it's going to be in Florida, January the 27th, 2023. And let's be honest, we're all going to circle that game on our calendars. It's something we're going to talk about before the game. And it's something we're going to be wondering about during the game. You know, will the Kings get retribution? Uh, will Matthew Kachuk do something stupid again? Will they, I mean, it does make things more interesting. I don't want to see him do something that's going to hurt a player, obviously, but this does just kind of add to the mix that, like I said, villains in hockey, guys that we love to hate, it does add something to the game. And and I'm not going to say that Matthew Kachuk, what he does is good for the game, um, but I will admit that he does make things more interesting and, uh, you know, hating guys, uh, you know, rooting against them. It is kind of part of the fun of sports, although he definitely went over the line. It's one thing to be an agitator, to be an S-disturber, whatever you want to call it. It's another thing to do something blatantly dirty and dangerous. So uh, Matthew Kachuk uh, just doing what he does, and unfortunately the NHL Department of Player Safety doing what they do, and that is getting it wrong. Uh, we have a roster move to tell you about involving the LA Kings, and we'll tell you all about that in just a second. But first, I need to tell you about betonline.net. It is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional sport and amateur leagues out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. They've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at betonline as well. It's always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to betonline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more that is bet online where the game starts so the kings made a roster move on sunday they sent center quentin byfield to the ontario reign byfield had played in each of the team's first eight games as the third line center with uh, three assists on the season uh, but he has not played since october 25th due to illness uh, he missed the king's last six games he has reportedly lost some weight because of that illness, so he's going to spend some time in Ontario to get back into game shape. That said, I will be curious to see when Byfield gets called back up because, and I mentioned this on a previous show, Rasmus Kupari has filled in very nicely for him at that third-line center position. Kupari has a goal and assist in five games, and he's been very noticeable on the ice. He's uh, been a physical presence, um, and he's skating hard and playing well. And uh, frankly, I think if you if you look at, and again, a little bit more of a smaller sample size for, for Kupari, five games to eight games for Byfield, but I think Kupari has been the better player. And let's be honest, the Kings right now um, could use all of the better play from each of their players that they could get. So I think the Kings are going to be very patient with Quinton Byfield. They're going to let him go down to Ontario for a while, as long as Rasmus Kupari keeps playing the way he has been playing. Um, I think you got to stick with Kupari right now. Um, he's earned it, frankly. And I know that um, Todd McClellan made mention of uh, kind of an old adage that some people believe in in sports, that a player, it's not fair that a player loses a jo his job due to illness or injury. Um, I've heard that before, um, and I get the sentiment around it. But in the end, this is a bottom line business and you got to play your best players. And if Rasmus Kupari is playing better than Quentin Byfield, in my opinion, you stick with him until he's not doing that anymore. If he falls off on his game, if he's not getting it done and you think Quentin Byfield can do a better job, then you make that move and you you call up uh, Quentin Byfield. But right now for me, and again, it's a great it's a great luxury to have. If you've got two good young players that you think can really feel fill a role for your team, that's great. I mean, it just gives you more depth. And I know 
again, this may not help Quentin Byfield in the opinion category as far as those out there that will say, oh, he's underachieving. What's he doing in the AHL? Blah, blah, blah. Look, we've seen with Adrian Kempe. We've seen this year with Gabe Velarde. It may take a little longer than people want with Quentin Byfield. I know he was the second overall pick, and that comes with a lot of expectations, but if he ends up being an impact player in a couple of years instead of this year or next year, okay. I mean, the Kings have a good young crop of players, and uh, look, it may take a little longer than some people want, but you know, I'm, I'm as I said, going into the season, it's still way too premature to talk about Quentin Byfield being some kind of a bust or whatever. Again, it, I think we've seen examples like with Kempe, like with Velarde. Maybe it takes a little bit longer than the experts or the fans want it to. But I think in the end, I think he's still a very, very um, high end talent. And but anyway, right now, there's no rush with Quentin Byfield, I don't think. And I think the Kings understand that as well. And I hope the fans do a little bit as well. But like I said, um, Quentin Byfield's in the OHL. He's in Ontario. Hopefully he, uh, you know, regains his strength. Uh, and gets his, you know, he's ready to get back into game shape. And once that happens, we'll judge where Rasmus Kupari is and maybe they'll bring back Quentin Byfield. Maybe they won't. But um, like I said, if it were me, I would stick with Rasmus Kupari as our third line center for the time being. Speaking of the rain, let's give you a quick rain report and check in on the Kings AHL affiliate. Uh, the rain are still in first place in the Pacific Division in the AHL. They've got a seven and two record. Ontario did split uh, their latest pair of games with the Colorado Eagles this past week. They won 2-0 and then lost 7-3. In that first game, Matt Valalta had 31 saves in the shutout, and Leas Anderson had both of the goals for the rain. Uh, Phoenix Copley in the second game allowed five goals before being pulled and replaced by Valalta. Leas Anderson did have another goal in that one. Also, Akil Thomas and Alan Quine scoring as well in the loss. Uh, Rain captain TJ Tynan continues to lead the team in points. He's got 14 on the season. 13 of them are assists. Akil Thomas is the Rain's leading goal scorer right now with five. Uh, the Rain will play in San Jose on Thursday. They'll be in Bakersfield on Saturday and then return home to Ontario to take on San Diego on Sunday. Also, I uh, saw this from uh, John Hoven over at Mayor's Manor, and it appears some good news involving Kings first-round pick Alex Turcott. After missing the Kings development camp, rookie camp, the preseason, and the start of the regular season, the former first-round pick could be cleared to return to game action with the Ontario Reign sometime this month. Uh, Turcotte, of course, if you don't remember, picked fifth overall in the 2019 draft, suffered two concussions last year, and hasn't played since May the 11th. Hopefully, this is the start of Alex Turcotte getting his playing career back on track um, but the first step, obviously, is to get back on the ice. And again, according to John Hoven over at Mayor's Manor, it looks like Alex Turcott is close to getting back on the ice and into game action. And we all are going to keep our fingers crossed that he can just avoid any more issues with the concussions, just finish the season in Ontario healthy and uh, on a high note, and, and we can eventually see um, hopefully the talent that made him a very high pick for the LA Kings and that he can just get a chance to to get his playing career going. And hopefully, um, obviously, he's feeling a lot better because concussions are certainly something serious um, in professional sports. Uh, we have some good news to pass along um, about something that you may have been a fan of from the past. Um, more on that in a second. But first, did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? Porch pirates, we call them in my area. You know, those guys that steal 
packages off your porch. Uh, that's why our friends over at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. It's really cool. You can control your system from your phone with an app and it's crystal clear HD live stream of your security cameras. If you can't watch, no problem. They have 24-7 professional monitoring agents using fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe. They capture critical evidence and verify any threats. Uh, they even have hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend and get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL today. Uh, that is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There is no safe like Simply Safe. If you missed it, uh, there was some big news uh, from this past Saturday, at least big to some of us. Uh, during the game against the Florida Panthers, the Kings revealed that Bailey, the Kings mascot, has gone back to his old look. Uh, no, I'm serious. Uh, they they had changed his look from back when he, you know, the Kings had won some Stanley Cups, um, and uh, he's now gone back to to his old look, and I think he looks much much better now. If you are watching on the YouTube channel, I do have a couple of pictures to share. Now, if you're not watching, if you're listening on the podcast, I'll I'll try and describe. But uh, here was the old Bailey with, with taking a picture with me back in the day. Uh, and this was after the Kings had just won the Stanley Cup. And my my loving wife, Karen, had surprised me at work by having Bailey come and visit me for my birthday. Uh, and you can see, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, Bailey's got that uh, smile on his face. And he has kind of the, the, the flowing mane there, I guess you could say. Um, so this other picture I'm going to show was of the new version of Bailey that was taken recently when my wife and I were at a LA Chargers game. And he was out there. And... You can see that he, he has a different look. The mane is not nearly as flowing. Um, and, and I don't know that he really looks like a lion. If you if you didn't know what he was, you just saw him, you would think, is that a bear? Is that a dog? Uh, it just didn't look the same. And uh, we kind of missed the old Bailey. Now, I was I was it was pointed out to me because I had mentioned this before uh, that I like the old Bailey better. Um, and I, there was an incident with the person that used to be in the Bailey costume. And apparently that person was a bit of a perv and, uh, did some inappropriate stuff with one of the female ice crew members or, or tried to, and, uh, ended up getting fired and the Kings ended up getting sued by that person. And maybe that was part of the reason why the Kings decided that they wanted to make a change to this other Bailey. I don't really understand what the two had to do with each other. Like it's the guy inside the suit. It's not the actual suit that was the perv. Uh, so, but I mean, that's the only thing I could think of as to why the Kings decided to go to this other Bailey, but they're now back to the old Bailey. Look, I think it absolutely looks much better. And I'm sure there are some people saying, are you really spending time talking about this? Yes, I am. I actually like mascots. I'm a huge fan of Bailey. I think he does, he or she does good work. I don't know who's inside that thing, but um, LA Kings PR did issue a press release and they did play this up. If you were watching it all uh, there uh, in person, and they, I think they did cover it a little bit uh, as well on uh, the game broadcast. Uh, you know, they, it was funny. They kind of stuck with the, uh, the LA theme. Uh, you know, there was the, 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 
I don't know their names. My wife knows them, but there are these two plastic surgeons that have a, 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 a famous show. Uh, I think it's called Botched. And uh, they were out there and they had wrapped Bailey in gauze, you know, covering up his head. Uh, and then they unveiled him. Oh, Bailey is back. So, like, you know, yeah, they had some work done, which is very L.A., of course. But the uh, Kings PR did issue a press release and it said, quote, the Kings organization acknowledged everyone listened to the fans. There was a lapse in judgment. And most importantly, that Bailey is back. So the Kings are admitting that whoever decided to change the look of the uh, old Bailey had made a mistake. And uh, they brought the old Bailey back. So apparently I was not the only one that didn't like the the change in the look of Bailey. Uh, and I'm going to assume I'm not the only one that is happy that the old Bailey uh, is back. He's got that flowing mane and it just has a different look to him and looks more like a lion, in my opinion. Anyway, uh, <laughs> good to have the old Bailey back. And hopefully he can cheer on the Kings tonight to a victory against the Minnesota Wild. We will obviously have a full recap of tonight's game uh on tomorrow's show and by the way um the sh the game tonight at crypto.com arena 7:30 face off it is not going to be broadcast locally um it will be on the LA Kings iHeart audio network um uh, but it, you'll have to have ESPN plus or Hulu to watch the Kings and the Wild tonight i may have said Panthers the Kings and the Wild tonight uh 7:30 at crypto.com arena uh it'll be broadcast on ESPN plus and Hulu um, I will be out there at Crypto.com Arena. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I'll probably tweet out where I'm at. If anybody wants to come by and say hi, I'm always very interested and in, uh, looking to meet any of the listeners uh, of the show or the watchers of the YouTube channel. If you want, um, I'll be out there and, again, hoping to uh, root on the Kings with a big win tonight. If you'd like to send me an email and uh, let me know uh, what you uh, think about the Kings or anything that's going on with this show, Always welcome your feedback. It is LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. Uh, I am on Twitter. Uh, at Eddie on Fox is my personal Twitter account. The show Twitter account is at LockedOnLAKings, and we're on Instagram at LockedOnLAKings as well. By the way, it's Chargers night uh, at the LA Kings game. My wife, I've mentioned it before, is a huge Los Angeles Chargers fan, a longtime season ticket holder back when they were in San Diego, and so we always go out for Chargers night at the LA Kings game. And she wants to get that backpack, that Charger Kings backpack. My wife is also a Kings fan, by the way. She'll be wearing her autographed, blinged out Jonathan Quick jersey. Uh, so looking forward to that. And it is the day after our wedding anniversary, 14 years uh, of marriage and happiness. And uh, certainly awesome to be able to share my passion of sports with her as well. And that we're both LA Kings fan fans uh obviously is uh, is a good thing for our marriage as well uh so we'll be out there uh, for chargers night with the la kings hey thank you for making locked on la kings your first listen now make your next listen locked on sports today it's uh, got the biggest stories in the day in sports plus instant reaction big game recaps and the take of the day available on the audacity app youtube and wherever you get your podcast i'm eddie garcia thank you so much for supporting and watching and listening to locked on la kings Hopefully we have a win to tell you about tomorrow, but either way, we'll be back with a show coming up tomorrow. Hopefully you're there for that. And as always, we close out the show by saying, go Kings go.